0: The Blaze Radio Network.
1: On demand. Glenn
0: Beck. White House Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders was kicked out of a restaurant on Friday night, not because she or anybody in her party of eight were talking politics or annoying other customers, but because Sanders has a high-profile job for the president that is hated by the left. These days... Some hate on the left is disguised as moral conviction. You know, uh, they have a right to their conscience. So the owner of the Red Hen restaurant in Lexington, Virginia, asked Sanders to accompany her to the outside patio where she asked Sanders to leave. The Red Hen owner says, This feels like the moment in our democracy when people have to make uncomfortable actions and decisions to uphold their morals their right to conscience what they feel is right you know what this person is absolutely totally correct it is now the time that people have to stand up and recognize what it is that they believe in what those principles are that they hold dear and stand up for them or they will lose them now here's the problem however it doesn't take much imagination to consider what hell would have broken loose if a conservative-leaning restaurant owner had tried to uphold their morals, you know, if they would have done this to anyone in the, uh, in the Obama administration. In just the past few days, protesters have gathered uh, at the uh, dinner table of the DHS Secretary Nielsen. Then they gathered at her home and threatened the children of DHS employees. Florida's attorney general was followed to a movie theater where protesters reportedly spat on her and Sarah Huckabee Sanders kicked out of her restaurant because she works at the white house and the left doesn't see any contradiction in this kind of bullying. Let me say that word again, because it may not be something that they're familiar with, you know, or taught classes or lectured people about bullying The same left that defines discrimination in every square inch of our society is now stalking people, females, no less, and harassing them. The self-righteousness and hypocrisy that is happening in our country is disgusting. Kicking somebody out of a restaurant, that's not really a new one for Virginia. I mean, it's not. You know, It hasn't been happening recently, but I do believe it was happening in the Jim Crow era. And the left likes to fancy itself the political side that dragged America out of the Jim Crow era. Except they weren't. But they keep returning to the Jim Crow era. Why? Because they weren't against it in the first place. They were the ones furthering it. George Takai yesterday was on television talking about, oh my gosh, these are, these are the American internment camps for Japanese uh, citizens. Yes, you mean the ones that the progressives built? This is, this is historical fantasy that the progressives are the ones that are going to free the world. But it's the fantasy that they have to tell themselves so they can sleep at night. Ironically, they've gone so crazy with their hyper PC microaggression trigger warning bullcrap that they've now come around to discriminating themselves. And they don't even realize it. They think they're still fighting the good fight, upholding justice. But you see, when you try to silence a Nazi, you have to become a Nazi to do it. They've actually they've ushered in a new era that I would like to call the Jane Crow era, where if you even hint that you support something that the left doesn't like, you know, securing the border, you can be stalked, you can be spat upon, you can be kicked out of a restaurant just for having a political view. See, the right has been saying that I have a right to conscience. I have a right of conscience. I have a right of a deeply held religious point of view. You can't force me to do things because of that. What the left doesn't understand is they actually agree with that point of view. They do. They just don't like it called religion. But what they also don't understand is that political parties in America... They have become our God. People aren't really arguing about principles anymore because very few people even have them. What they're really doing is arguing their religious belief because government now issues rights. So government is our God I know none of this sounds really progressive. It's because progressives aren't really actually for progress. What it's turned into now is psychotic tyranny.
2: It's Monday, June twenty-fifth. This is the Glenn Beck program.
0: Yeah, but but he's doing it too. Oh my gosh, oh, you're right. I haven't even, I haven't thought of that excuse. Well, I, I, I mean, I did use it when I was six and arguing with my sister, you know, but my parents straightened me out on that one, so maybe the media is six. You know, I don't know if you, uh, if you saw, and I don't think that you care, so I want you to know up front. I don't think you care, uh, but uh, what, what happened yesterday with me on CNN, I couldn't take it anymore. I couldn't take it anymore. I, I was asked to go on and talk about why the media just isn't heard by the right. Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, see, I made a mistake of actually watching the show that I was about to be on. And it was example after example after example of exactly why nobody's listening to the media. First of all, they have the the editor of uh, Time magazine on to explain away why it's perfectly fine to run that picture and take it out of context. It's perfectly fine. Even the photographer didn't have a problem with it. Oh, well, I'm going to remember that. And the next time we want to take a picture out of context, I'm sure you're going to react exactly the same way. Then that was followed by George Takai. Now, George is known as a uniter, and uh, George gets on to talk about the the American internment camps for the Japanese, something that I am really very passionate about because, well, it's, it's another example of the progressives being anything but progressive, showing who they actually are. So he gets on and he's saying how what's happening on the border is exactly the same, that it's happening again. Well, George, I would like to point out there are a few differences, Um, you know. Uh, However, what I couldn't get past was how CNN was just so willing to put that on the air and no pushback. I mean, gosh, as I said to Brian Stelter uh, later, uh, Brian, what's next? FEMA camps? You see, I was uh, I was uh, called a crazy man for even saying that this kind of stuff will come, even saying that it may not be this president that does it, but it could be the next or the one after that. I was a conspiracy theorist for saying that it could come. But now that George Takai wants to declare that it has come and it is here, it's all perfectly fine. And I know that if I would have gotten on in 2014 and showed the pictures of the cages, uh, I could have said, my gosh, it looks like the Japanese internment camps. I'm sure Brian and everybody at CNN would have said, well, he makes a good point. No. You want to know why people aren't listening to you? Watch your own show. Try that. But I want you to know, (laughs) the reason why I walked off the show yesterday had nothing to do with the question. It had everything to do with him proving me correct every step of the way. And I'm just, my time is more valuable than that. I would have rather been having breakfast with my kids. It's a waste of time. And I really thought Brian would be a guy who might, might actually be open to hearing it. But no, even the Washington Post implied that he was lying in wait for me with his quoting the post, his sly smile. Now, I don't even believe that the Washington Post was making it sound like he was waiting in uh, laying in wait. Wow. Okay. Look, here's the thing. My fight, the stuff that I fight with every day, that's business. That's not big deal. That's, that's not a big deal. Nobody cares about that. The fight that is actually going on is the oldest fight known to man. Do each of us have integrity, the strength, the will, the intelligence, and the courage. To rule ourselves. To be consistent and fair-minded. Do we have the wisdom and the restraint to not just try to rule over everyone else? And if they step out of line, well, I'm kicking them out of my restaurant. If they step out of line, well, I'm going to shout them down. Personally, I think the red... Baron lady or a red hen lady I think she has every right to do that if she wants I think it's foolish but she has every right to do it <gasps> oh my gosh well where do you stand on the baker exactly in the same place how about you how about you when Sarah was was kicked out of the restaurant in Virginia because of the owner's moral stance oh she couldn't tolerate the press secretary being in her, in her restaurant. And I think she was very polite about it. And I think Sarah was very polite about it. Okay. However, the people online weren't so polite on either side. Everybody took to their favorite I'm addicted to outrage app. Twitter, Facebook. And the argument began. What was crazy was that the left was voicing their support for her being able to do this. And the right was saying, you know, this should be illegal and this shouldn't happen. I agree it shouldn't happen, but I'm not going to do anything to stop it. I mean, it was it was it was amazing, And then there's another group. And I think this is a growing group. The group of Americans that see what's being done and they just shake their heads and they are like, what the? Do these clowns even recognize that they've just switched places again? They're arguing the other side because now it helps their side. It's, it's, it's amazing to me how nobody really saw the gay wedding cake thing here's what Here's what America needs to learn right now. And I speak more to the left than the right um, because the the left becomes very militant. I don't know if you've seen the death threats to the president's son or to Congress people or Maxine Waters, all the things where they're going a little farther than saying I'm going to target a district. I don't know if you've noticed this in the press, but it seems to be just a tad further than that. You have to realize that in life, it's not fair. It's not fair. And you're going to be pissed off. There's going to be all kinds of people that piss you off. You need to grow up. And you need to maybe have a little thicker skin. And the second thing, the second thing you need to know is um, we shouldn't be compelled to use our talent to make food or to decorate cakes or anything else if it violates our conscience. If that's your moral stance, God bless you. I'll just remember not to go there to get a cake or I'll not go there to eat a meal. That's fine. A lot of people will. Great. There are people that went to the uh, coffee cup cafe, all strangely spelled with K's. I thought that was great. Good. I know where I'm not going to go. I know what town in Texas I should avoid. The one that has the KKK, I'm sorry, the coffee cup cafe. I think it's great. It has really been great for me to see what people on the left and what people on the right, who they really are. What they really actually believe. I think it's been great because I know who to void. I know who I'm standing with now. I know where I am. Been very clarifying. More voices not left. But it's called a right of conscience. And the left doesn't see it because they now worship at the altar of politicians, political parties, and social status. But so do many people on the right. This is the real problem. More in a second. Let me tell you about American financing. They're the people who have made this half hour spon- uh, this uh half hour possible. We thank them for their sponsorship. Most people create household budgets because they want to take back control of their personal finances. That that desire is driven by a uh, particular goal. For others, it is reducing debts. Others just want to save money. Maybe a down payment on a home, investment property, or even a home improvement project. So budgeting is a small way and an easy way to achieve savings. But it's not the only solution for homeowners. If you already own a home, you can use it now to your benefit. Consider a mortgage refi to consolidate all of your debt or a cash-out refi to pay off high-interest debt or major remodeling projects. You, could, you really might be surprised how quickly you can get back on track. And it just takes a 10-minute call to the salary-based mortgage consultants at American Financing. They're going to get to know your goals, and they will walk you through all of the options that are designed for you, not by some big bank. And you can get closed in as fast as 10 days. Get control of your finances. American Financing. Call them now, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or online at AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. By the way, my official response to uh, to Brian Stelter and uh, CNN coming up to top of hour three. Uh, you know, for anybody who is interested in that, um, Brian's like, "Oh my gosh, hour three? Okay, I'll be there." Um, it is such a it is, and and maybe I'll just give you a sneak peek. What a waste! of time, what a waste of time the media is engaged in with all of the things that are going on in the world and all of the discussions we should be having. What a waste of time, but we'll have that conversation and I'll try not to talk down to them like Brian was yesterday to me because I actually would like them to hear what the problem is. I just don't think they're actually interested. Um, all right I'll do it one more time uh, one more time and then guys you're you're on your own. Good luck with that. Uh, that's the top of our three more in just a second of uh,
1: the bigger questions that we should be asking ourselves when we come back you know relatives are great for a lot of things um, wonderful conversations around the table around the holidays they always go super well um, you can always trust them with your kids i mean yeah sure they might uh, lose track of them from time to time but i'm sure that'll work out and you never get any arguments with them because you always share the exact same values uh, maybe I'm living in a dream world here. Uh, a lot of people uh, they'll go down this dream world when they pick some random relative with a little bit of real estate experience to be their real estate agent because they, uh, well, I at least I know them. Maybe you should go a different way. Maybe you should go find a place that has already gone through all the things that are important when it comes to real estate agents. We're talking about uh, you know uh, marketing plans, experience, character, results, and care, and and and, and honestly values shared values are important realestateagentsitrust.com is a place you can go people that listen to this show that are real estate agents can help walk you through this process it's realestateagentsitrust.com realestateagentsitrust.com
0: who or what is your god who do you worship who do you serve what do you serve When push comes to shove, what's the most important thing to you? What is the thing that is guiding your discussions and your lives? My God is not status. My God is not a politician. My God does not belong to a party. The God that I serve has given man free will, the right to choose, the right to succeed, the right to fail the right to be a monster or uh, or the right to be a great man or in the case of both Gandhi and Churchill, two great men a little of both a monster and a great man you see God has given us the right to be an idiot so who am I to deny that right if God's given the right to be an idiot, I'm not certainly gonna stop you from being an idiot. I don't have a right to do that. But the God I, I worship and I serve has also given man a noble spirit with an unquenchable desire to be better, to transcend, to grow, to reach beyond the muck. No such spirit among those who worship politics or politicians. Not that I have seen, anyway. I haven't seen that spirit. But I, I, there are certain, certainly plenty of idiots. Those, those of us who live in Dallas, in Chicago, hell, uh, Los Angeles, New York City, Seattle, Atlanta. There's a group of people that are afraid to offer their opinion. Why? Why? Why must we hide our faith and be made to feel shame? Because you're worshiping your God. Why must I hide the God I worship? Why must I be made to feel shame? You know, we are being dragged back into the dark ages. It's totally clear. The... The period of enlightenment where you could question with boldness even the existence of God, well, that's what created our nation. That's what created real freedom for the first time. The spirit of America is the spirit that brought us out of darkness, the willing, the willingness to question everything and to speak without fear. But we are being dragged back into a world where... Men died. They died in chambers of horrors because they just could no longer deny what they knew to be true. William Tyndale, he was burned at the stake. He's the guy who first translated the Bible into English. His crime was that he his belief that if the king derived his power from God and God's word is contained in the Bible, then I should be able to read that word. In my own native tongue, and I don't need a priest or an intermediary to interpret it for me. I'm smart enough to figure it out. Oh my gosh, the church and the king, they were competitors, you know, competing for power. Or were they? In the end, they worked together to try to prevent men from thinking for themselves, one protecting the other. And the same is true today. You have a government and the media competing for power and influence. They're competitors, you know. No, they're not. Each of us are telling us what to think, what to say, and what to believe. They each want to tell us what is right and what is wrong, what is acceptable and unacceptable. And they're doing it in a fashion to where you can't even question it, even if it makes no sense at all. Well, it's just you're too stupid to understand. And they are being taught by the high priest, the robed clerics of our generation and of our time. The robed clerics of higher education. Their jobs made safe by tenure, paid for by the money taken from the peasants, either through new government studies that are designed really just to prove that the earth is at the center of the universe or whatever it is those in power want to prove. The government also makes it easy for those same peasants to be chained and beholden to the debt incurred to be taught what to think, how to behave, and how to be the model serf and slave. Oh, it can't be. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, let me ask you a question. Why is it we continue to see? that at the highest scientific and technological advancement in all human history, when science is at its apex, American students leave our high schools and universities with a scientific illiteracy of 95%. That is higher than the illiteracy among blacks at the time of slavery. Well, I know why people didn't want to teach a black man to read back then. Why are universities doing such a horrendous job of teaching us basics like history, math, science, reading? You see, we believe that the politician and the media are enemies, but they're not. They need each other. They feed off of one another. They even protect one another. They're all engaged in entertaining uh, and, and, and televising this entertaining war. They've turned us into spectators, asked us to pick sides. Don't do it. Don't do it. Think for yourself. You're smart enough. Don't take what I say as gospel or anybody else think for yourself do your own research we the people cannot be reduced to the mindless sheep herded by whatever dog barks the loudest but that is what we're becoming we're becoming sheep with no shepherds america was always the land of shepherds and no sheep Is anyone actually looking for the solution to the border? Nope. Nope. It's all about clicks, ratings, outrage, voter drives, midterm elections, fundraising, 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 and fundraising. That's all it's about. That's it. I'm not going to play that game anymore. The game of false outrage for ratings, power, cash. I mean, when I say I don't play it, I don't don't play it on my show. I'm not going to engage on anybody else's show. I don't care. It's a waste of time. Time is the only thing that we have. Time and credibility. Those belong to me. I'm not going to waste it. It's a free country. At least... For the time being. But unless we wake one another up. Unless we decide, you know what? This is insane. What's happening is insane. And I don't like what's happening over there. Now what am I doing over on our side? That is leading to this. I don't think both sides are equal, but I do think that both sides are involved. I think, I think most people in the country, when it comes to Donald Trump, I don't think they, they necessarily like him. I don't think they necessarily agree with his principles and the way he handles himself. <clears throat> but I think a lot of people, including me, are surprised that he has done things, for instance, like Israel shocked shocked now you're faced with a choice okay i do that let me ask you this i see the media doing the same kind of deceitful things and and then justifying donald trump i don't even think i've ever heard him say no no i'm i'm gonna be the most honest guy ever i don't think he's ever made that claim he said he's gonna win and you're going to get tired of winning. Well, that's what he's doing. But the media on the other hand, the media has said, oh they're they're honest, they're fair and balanced. No, they're not. No, they're not. That's why that's why that ad on CNN, that was brilliant. This is an apple. This is a banana. Why didn't that work? Why didn't that work? Because of promise versus performance. Nobody believes you. Nobody believes you. That ad was brilliant, and it was mocked. Now, maybe not in your cocktail circles, sir, but everywhere else in the country it was. But unless we plant our flag in reason and decency and self-reflection, self-awareness, thicker skin, until we develop thicker skin... And work on being more kind. We're going to lose our freedom. All of us. And I know that's not hyperbole. Because yesterday I saw CNN spend quite a bit of time with George Takai. Talking about American internment camps. Once used for Americans of Japanese descent. And and how it's happening on the border right now. The same thing. So I can't be a fearmonger. I mean, I debunked the FEMA camps, but what is the difference between what Alex Jones said was happening with the secret camps where Americans were being held in cages and what George Takai and CNN and the press is saying happening right now on the border? How can my saying years ago, we are close to losing our right to live, work, to speak, to be around people with different opinions? To make your own choice. To be around people with different backgrounds. And that maybe not this president or the next president, but we are headed towards real trouble. The same seeds are being planted that were planted in the 1930s. How can that be crazy if now the media is declaring that Trump is a Nazi and these are concentration camps? Oh, I couldn't have been crazy. I must have been Nostradamus. It's just happened much sooner than even I had thought. Hmm. Why do these elites have power? Because we give it to them. We give it to them. And we sell our children, actually. They make us buy our children's slave chains by sending them to a university. Decent people need to stand up in all the right places with all the right principles and faith and common decency and tolerance, real tolerance for one another's different opinion. Every poll shows that We are united by simple American ideals, even on the border. We all know that what's happening on the border is wrong. It's amazing, a really bright spot. We still do hold these truths to be self-evident. But the media and the politician hasn't made enough money yet. The question is, where's our bottom? What is our breaking point? When will we stand up and say, yeah, I've had enough. I'm not playing your game anymore. So many people have a really hard time envisioning uh, what their home looks like with you know new blinds or window coverings they 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 have a hard time seeing it i get it they usually um they usually don't try to make simple improvements that can have a really dramatic effect on their home because of that they can't see it but blinds.com has a really cool section on the uh, website that is before and after pictures to get your imagination going because blinds.com is the easiest way to reimagine your home brand new custom blinds from blinds.com makes you feel like you've changed everything in your home without a big expense and they'll guide you through the entire measure and install process for free you're going to get free samples free shipping plus you get free online design consultation blinds.com the number one online retailer of custom window coverings for so many reasons and now through june 28th enjoy site savings plus take an additional five percent off when you go to blinds.com slash back site savings plus an additional five percent When you use blinds.com slash Beck, blinds.com slash Beck rules and restrictions do apply. (laughs) Stu just said to me, "Uh, so was that the response to CNN? And I said, no, 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 that's, that's still to come. I guess that could have been a response to CNN. Everything I'm doing today is kind of, is kind of (sighs) shaped by that um, because we have an amazing choice to be made. Um, and what are we going to focus on? We going to focus on uh, cakes and circuses? Or are we going to focus on real issues? You know, in a minute we're going to talk to you a little bit about Maxine Waters. That's a quite an amazing
1: thing, isn't it? Is that you mean an elected official uh, telling people to go out and harass others in public?
0: Yeah, well, and especially in the same week where you know. Um, Two elected officials had their children uh, threatened with rape, kidnapping, and murder.
1: It was at the same week where the uh, Department of Homeland Security was kicked out of the or, or thrown out of the Mr. Rogers documentary. Well, I don't uh, know about that. But it, was the,
0: it was the same week where they um, they did surround her house uh and oh uh,
1: yeah that's right yeah. Ah, that's right it was pam Bondi who was who was uh, yes. kicked out of the mr rogers yeah, thing that's i got it, him all it. confused yeah it's a little bit confusing when there's so many of them because yeah. this is not ajit pai the fcc guy for net neutrality who his house was surrounded earlier that was a couple months ago yeah it's like ancient no, this is all
0: last week
1: hmm. maxine waters next
2: glenn back oh. let's save the course Let's make sure we show up wherever we have to show up. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not
0: welcome anymore, anywhere. Mm. Wow, there she is. Maxine Robespierre Waters. You know, we have a guillotine here in the studios. I think we should bring it in. It's the Maxine Waters guillotine. I mean, why don't why don't we just start guillotining people?
1: So to execute all conservatives?
0: Uh, yeah, or anybody yeah. that Maxine says we should execute. Okay, good. you're not welcome here. So Maxine here. makes
1: the decisions. I want to make sure yes, I understand. Yes, okay,
0: bring okay. the rage to the streets. Let me quote Robespierre, uh, Mister Reign of Terror himself: "To punish the oppressors of humanity is clemency." To forgive them is cruelty. Mm. Wow. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Now, here's my question for the media. Can you honestly say that if someone from the Tea Party or anyone in Congress that was GOP would have said the same thing during the Obama administration that you would have been cool? That you would treat this story exactly the same? No, you would be calling for her resignation. You would have immediately branded her a terrorist. She would have been rounded up and thrown in the Bastille, waiting for her execution. You see, this is yet another reason why the American people no longer believe the media. They cannot see their own blindness. And they're not looking. They don't care. They have gone blind with rage. The, the cries for rage heard this weekend protests against ice sprung up all over the country an ice facility in new york was forced to shut down after being laid siege upon by a group called metropolitan anarchist coordinating council an anarchy anarchy coordinating council let's just ponder the stupidity of that phrase for a second The same thing happened in Oregon after a protest by the Democratic Socialists of America forced Portland Ice Facility to shut down. Socialists and anarchists are teaming up all over the country. Now, that is weird. How and why would an anarchist, the one who said, I don't want any government, team up with a group of people who want big government? Isn't that weird? They're using the immigration debate to kickstart the Occupy movement again. Occupy ICE is the latest version of the renewed season of rage. Is it possible that this is the summer of 1968? On Saturday, a Texas Border Patrol agent suffered a broken ankle after defending a woman during one of those assaults on immigration facilities. 200 protesters from the League of United Latin American Citizens were bussed in. Who bussed them in? Who was paying for the bus? They were bussed into McAllen from all over Texas. The League is an open borders, free college, pro-single-payer health care advocacy group that gets their funding from George Soros' Open Society Institute. Do we? Did we really need to know who bussed them in? Now, let me just ask you a question. If we can't pay for the Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security benefits that we already have, if you open the borders, how are we going to pay for all of that and more? So what we have are socialists, anarchists, and billionaire Hungarians all after one thing, rage-filled chaos. You see... This is, what, this is what I can't take anymore. I can't take it anymore. Uh, I'm, a, uh, I'm a conspiracy theorist who just happened to be exactly right in 2014. Really? Huh. That's weird. How is that conspiracy theorist? Because they're actually saying that it's worse than what I was saying was coming. You have begged people to see what was happening. You have. When the migrant caravans began descending on our border recently, you were here when I said, get used to it, because this is, this is the next attack. Now, I thought it would be a caravan. No, no, they just needed to find the way to do it. But here it is, both the media and the left, bringing forth chaos. It's happening right now, and thanks to people like Maxine Waters and the ignoring or double standard of the media, it's only going to get worse.
2: It's Monday, June 25th. This is the Glenn Beck Program.
0: Eat more crow and other signs of a dangerously politicized America is a great, great article by uh, Nick Gillespie. He is uh, the editor at large of Reason Magazine, and uh, he is joining us now. Nick, how are you? I'm uh, good, Glenn. Thanks for having me on. This is, you know, what's happening uh, just this weekend is insane everything has become political absolutely everything
3: i agree with you completely and uh it's, it's not a good thing uh, the more politicized every aspect of our lives gets the tougher it is to just go out to the corner and pick up your newspaper and come back home so uh, and i will rush to uh, hopefully complicate and possibly enrage you a little bit too of that this is not all simply coming from uh, the left or from liberals. Oh, I know that. Uh, you know, yeah. To, I mean, to be honest, stuff like you know uh, whether you kneel or stand or you know tap dance during the na- you know the uh, national anthem at a football game. It's one thing. The way that people wear different insignias on their coats to signify this or that. Um, you know, who who gets to decide. What cause, um, you know, what what cause or what belief in a person means that you want to do business with them in a business that is secondly open to all comers, uh, it's a real problem. And you know, the starting point of my uh, piece and why it says eat more crow was that one of the founders of Twitter, who also has another company that does kind of cash bonus things, yeah. uh, Jack uh, uh, Dorsey. Dorsey uh, he made the mistake of, uh, you know, and of course, because he's selling his company uh, all the time, he his his wallet was linked to uh, his Twitter feed, and it turned out a couple of weeks ago, just as Gay Pride Month was starting, he went and had some Chick Fil A, oh and gosh. that showed up in his feed. Oh. and then he got attacked for eating an anti-gay chicken sandwich, <laughs> uh, I which did. he immediately, you know, he immediately apologized for. Right, it. you know it. I like the idea, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a small-l libertarian, I like to live my commitments, I like to be the person that I think, you know, th- I, I want to try and incarnate the world that I see, the values of tolerance and pluralism and the voluntary exchange and all that, but there is a time where it's just like, geez, we, you know, if, if, you, if your politics all the time that's why it's so horrible living in America in the 21st century. Yeah, it's, and it's not getting better. And, and Nick, um, yeah. for
0: instance, this, this weekend, I stand by this woman at the Red Hen House or whatever it is, uh, you know, saying I I don't want her um, her in. Um, okay, well, that's fine. She I think she has a right, just as the gay baker has a right. Um, and it's amazing how people just keep switching sides. I, I'm not here yeah, to tell fine. you what to do, who to serve, how to apply your art. You have a right of conscience, period. And it it makes for an ugly world sometimes, but you have the right to do it. I just can't take the constant politicizing and then the flipping of sides as it becomes convenient for you.
3: Yeah, I agree with you completely. And that that's actually, you know, it's that cynicism that I think is what is really driving people nuts, because it, it, it would be bad. And, and we know this because this is what... You know, the countries like the Soviet Union or East Germany used to do where, um, you know, the worst art that you could produce in East Germany or the Soviet Union was not politi- like a political pop song that, that criticized Gorbachev. It was, it was songs that were simply about, you know, like teenage love that had no politics in them. That's what drove them insane in, in America today. It's, uh, you know, where we are is everything is political and everybody knows that it's just situational and that you know if if it's Obama doing one thing then one side will say oh that was great and that it becomes Trump and everybody says this is pure evil and we all know that and it's one of the reasons why polls continue to show and they've been showing this forever for good reason fewer and fewer of us want to identify as a Republican or as a Democrat as a liberal or a conservative because we know everybody around us is just full of BS um, and they're just looking for the next cheap win in some kind of never-ending battle of, yeah. you know, I know you are, but what, you know, I know I am, but what are you? <laughs> yeah,
0: It's exactly right.
3: Uh, Nick, it's
1: interesting because it feels this way to me at least, that it's been like this forever. But you kind of go back and trace yeah. the history of this and, and it really, this is sort of a new thing for America.
3: I do. I, well, in the piece at Reason.com, I kind of peg it at least in this latest wave. And, you know, and it's always like a background noise, but I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, part of it is not, uh, 9-11, obviously, like that that upped the stakes, and then suddenly people, you know, didn't want to be nuanced or considerate anymore, like, you know, you were with us or against us, and everybody mm-hmm. kind of freaked out. I actually say it goes back a little bit before that to the, the election of 2000, which ended in a way that nobody predicted, mm-hmm. and you know we can we can go through all of the you know the old battles, but basically it came down to a handful of votes out of millions of votes cast. It was a complete dead heat, and as we started looking at the literal you know the actual mechanics of voting and I think well remember maybe not everybody those you know those hanging chads, mm-hmm. those paper ballots that were being looked at as if they were you know i mean you know it was like outer space something like that, you know, the the DNA code of the entire universe. (laughs) Was this a vote or not? How could you impute intention if two parts of the Chad were connected, but not a third? You know, but it, it became this sense of two things. One of unreality of that, like when you really get down to rock bottom and, you know, you get into the secret hangar where the alien autopsies are, you look at there's something on the table, but you're not sure what the hell it is. Like maybe it's not real at all. But then, on top of that, the stakes, we were constantly being told that the stakes were so high because Bush and Gore were radically different people, and one meant life for the country and the other meant death or something. So you simultaneously had a breakdown of basic reality and a, and a real heightening of the per, per, perceived stakes of things and I think that you know and then you know the, the growth of social media and the growth of um, you know, harder and harder politics because precisely because the parties no longer control themselves very well. And the coalitions that they were developed to build or to represent were mostly done in the 70s and 80s. And they don't really, the, the groups that they represent don't really exist anymore. So you have people battling for stuff that represents fewer and fewer people who they say they're representing.
1: Yeah, Nick, it was interesting reading your piece in that it brought me back to another time because, as you point out, the, the, the conversation before the 2000 election was not we're too politically divided and everyone's mm-hmm. so, turning politics into everything. It was the exact opposite. People were worried that people were not engaged with politics at all, and no one was
3: showing up to vote we're and too apathetic. Yeah, the vanishing voter, the you know the where, yep. where the A wall electorate was called and whatnot, and and of course you know there was anger and ire. I mean, any of us who remember the '90s know you know there were moments where, oh, Jerry Falwell introduced a series of documentaries, uh, you know, listing all of Bill Clinton's murders and things like that. <laughs> I mean, you know, there was like some pretty crazy stuff going on at very high levels, um, but uh, but yeah it was you know one of the problems that a lot of people thought were worried about was that nobody was engaged in politics voter turnout was bad the voter turnout for the two thousand election uh... you know which we knew was going to be close which everybody was saying this is you know for the twenty-first century like we're either going in this direction or that direction most important election in your lifetime et cetera, et cetera. it had mediocre turnout and by the way it's it's also fascinating if you go back and look at that uh, gore and bush split so many parts of the demographic of voters, you wouldn't have felt like they were basically even on women. They were even on the youth vote. Uh, the Democrats did much better with uh, blacks and Latinos, but Bush did very well with Latinos. When you look at the way in which Republican presidential and Democratic presidential candidates score, you know, and we've seen, you know, one wins one year, the other side wins the other. Mm-hmm. But if they, they have a much more fractured um, set of, uh, of people voting for them. Uh,
0: Nick Gillespie, uh, editor of large, uh, Reason magazine. You need to read uh, this particular art- uh, article. It's called "Eat More Crow." Uh, Nick, thanks, uh, thanks an awful lot. Appreciate it. So, what brings us? What brings us together? What brings us together? We'll talk about that coming up in just a second. Wishing somebody a happy birthday on social media may seem innocent enough, but believe it or not, uh, y- y- if you are nefarious, you can piece together information from. Various places to hack accounts. And once they do that, they can snatch a sensitive data uh, like payment information, social media, great way to connect to people. But it's important to think about what somebody with malicious intentions can do with the information that you're sharing. This is so crazy. You feel like the world is closing in on you and everybody's a bad guy. But it's really not, it's not that way. It's just I think really social media and the media in general is making us feel this way. There's so many threats in today's connected world. It takes one weak link and criminals are in. That's why the new LifeLock Identity Theft Protection adds the power of Norton Security to help protect you against the threats of your identity and your devices that you can't easily see or fix on your own. And if you have a problem, their agents are going to work to fix it. Now, nobody can stop all cyber threats, prevent all identity theft, or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But the new LifeLock with Norton Security is able to uncover the threats that you might otherwise miss. So go to LifeLock.com or call 1-800-LIFELOCK and use the promo code back. Get an extra 10% off your first year. That's promo code back, Extra 10% off. 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com promo code back. So, you know, when you, when you listen or you read uh, Nick's uh, article on reason you you see, this is not uh, it's not reasonable what's happening. Even even with Maxine Waters, I mean, look what she's doing. She's doing. Now we used to just ignore that. That was that was the deal. We just ignored it. They were they were doing all of this same stuff before we ignored it. Now that you could make the case that that's part of the problem, we just let it grow. But instead, what we've done is. We've allowed our own sides to do the same thing to us that she's doing to her side. And we're all just making everything about politics. And it's not. Is your life really about politics? Why are we spending so much time on politics? Look at the conversations that we could be having. Look at at the money that is being spent to destroy one side or the other. What a waste. What a waste. This is is the country that is currently still changing the world with technology.
1: This is who we are. That's not who we are. And we know it. Instinctively, we know it. Yeah, and it's amazing, too, looking back at the history of it, in that there were still crazy political attacks by both sides at the highest levels of these parties and, and, and advocacy organizations. And, you know, people were still trashing each other. We just didn't care. We just said, ah, they're politicians and, you know, they're running their mouths. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that you shouldn't be engaged in politics. You should uh, if you're interested in that, right? I mean, at the end of uh, Jonah Goldberg's book has a great segment about how maybe not everybody, we should be encouraging everyone to go out and vote. Uh, well, I mean, not everyone is following it if you're not following like we had this thing of like don't get, inform yourself just go out and vote be part of the process don't be part of the process if you don't know what you're talking about you're a moron make any sense. stay away. <laughs> you shouldn't pay yeah. you should not pay it you should not join you should not commit you know i mean uh, i know uh, this is
0: really controversial to say but i i this is the way we were set up it was landowners it wasn't that women couldn't vote women could vote women voted in the colonial era they were just widows Because because men, men were the landowners, so you had to be a landowner. If you were a woman and you owned land, you voted. It was one vote per landowner. Okay, So what it was was the people who had skin in the game, they were the ones voting. And when all of that turns and you become a nation that is just filled with people who want free stuff...
1: It doesn't last. It doesn't work. Yeah, I mean, and look, obviously, as someone who prefers renting, I would not necessarily like to return to that standard. <laughs> um, h- however, I, I, it's a it's a skin in the game. Just means sense. You don't you don't go in and you you know yes. perform yes. a surgery unless you've done the work to understand right. how the human anatomy works. Right, and this is an important thing. You need to learn first, then vote. That shouldn't be controversial at all, but it is in today's society.
0: This is the Glenn Beck program. Slate magazine. I mean, you cannot make this up. Slate magazine. When Sarah Huckabee Sanders took to her official Twitter account to recount how she was kicked out of a Virginia restaurant, it launched a vicious online attack campaign against the establishment. It also amounted to a violation of federal ethics laws. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So here's what happened. Apparently... Uh, 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 slate magazine found somebody who uh, was a former head of the uh, office of government ethics to go right on the record detailing that that tweet amounted to a violation sanders used her official government account to to condemn a private business for personal reasons seeks to coerce businesses by using her office to get the public to pressure it Uh, it violates the endorsement ban as well which has an obvious corollary for discouraging patronage. Oh, my gosh. She can't do this using her official position and her Twitter. Okay.
1: <laughs> I
0: don't know if the left knows this, but you should not be talking about people who violate, uh, you know, ethics and uh, and rules and regulations about what they do with their personal phones as opposed to their public addresses i'm just i'm just saying that maybe you're not exactly the ones to bring that up
1: it's just an it is an amazing world though where you know you have an elected official maxine waters advocating for the harassment of women as they go out in their daily lives think about think about this for a moment you know we we hear all the time of the pressure of a a superior at work hinting something giving an insinuation that maybe a person should do x y or z to advance their career and how serious that is and it is right you shouldn't that should never happen mm-hmm. what maxine waters advocated for this weekend was to surround and pu- surround create a crowd push back to a- any person from the administration and, and obviously female being the most recent example
2: is e- e- examples, examples
1: uh, in with uh, the dhs secretary uh, and uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Strange how many women in power for this person who hates yeah, women so much. Um, but the idea that surrounding them, pushing back, it, when they're out at a dinner, in a movie, at a gas station, her, remember, think of, think of a woman alone pumping gas. She's advocating that she, she should be surrounded and harassed, and that's completely okay from an elected official. I mean, there have been, I will say, some on the left that have... Uh, Said things about this and pushed back on it. Oh, I'm
0: sure there will be those that will say they'll publish one story and say, "Oh this my gosh, wrong. we spoke out about this. This is wrong." No, see, that's the problem. That's the problem. That's, that's the problem.
1: That's the good side. No, the know. problem is a lot of People agreeing with it. You got a Maxine Waters yes. on with a megaphone yes. telling people they should do it more often. Yes, yes. that's the problem. But I mean, the, at least but, people who are at least they're saying, "Hey, this is not. This is over the line." Which I think is a positive, though I I would probably grant you that it's not as positive as I would design. Well,
0: they, here's the thing: just look at how they talked about Sarah Palin's rhetoric. Mm-hmm. Why they they nothing. had to go they, to they, they had to go to I'm targeting this district to make it sound violent, and that lasted for what a week, mm-hmm. two oh, weeks, months. Okay, I mean it just went on and on and on. Here you have somebody
1: actually calling for violence, intimidation at the very least. Yeah, I don't know. If she, I mean, she says push back, which I mean, obviously it would be sim- similar to the targeting right. thing, right? If you want right. to, be, if the targeting standard mm. is clear. It's violence. Mm. However, it, I think the rational human being standard says, well, you should, you know, she, they're harassing us. We should harass them. Is her standard? So now that's not yeah, right. Yeah. So
0: because that's she started it or he started mm-hmm. it um and, and that's not right um uh and and you know what they will say is well this is caused by Donald Trump <sighs> really so she's a zombie to Donald Trump she's just doing this you have no self control you who are pointing out that Donald Trump's rhetoric is is really unhealthy to say it mildly uh, for the body politic I agree with you Mm, so to shut him down do you now engage in the same tactics where's your moral high ground Where where is your argument that this is wrong well I've been lecturing people about bullying but he's a bully so let's bully him back Oh, okay. Oh, that makes sense. And so they'll wash their hands of this because they'll say, well, look, he's worse. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. Maybe everybody in the media doesn't have kids because you would never accept that excuse from your kids. Ever.
1: No, of course not. Ever. And it goes back to what Nick Gillespie was talking about at the beginning of this hour. You know, it's not the people like Maxine Waters who have changed. It's so many of us. Because Maxine Waters was was nuts back then. There was an equivalent Maxine Waters in every era of our of our history, and so many of us just ignored those people. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, well, it's, you
0: were able to.
1: I don't well, know. If I mean, you're, again, that's human choice, so- right? No, I know that. No, 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 no. But I mean,
0: now it is in all of our faces, all of the time. Why? Because of social
1: media. Thank you. Why? Who's choosing to be on social? No, media, I, know, I know. Right? I know, it's know, our choice to I get know. involved in this. I know. And admit that it just doesn't. Does it help at all? No, I don't think so. It's the you know it's it's just this no you know nonstop outrage machine. You know this this idea that people are just addicted to it, and it's true. It, it really is. It and it doesn't make you any happier or more informed. For example, uh, people are saying uh, people don't want their kids to be separated from the parents at the border, and that's been something that almost everybody has agreed upon. We t- talked about the polling of something like ten percent agreed with the, with the, mm-hmm. with, the, with the policy. Um, and so there's a new CBS poll on about it and they actually went a little bit further than other polls have gone because what ha- what's the question here there's yes yeah, so you can ask talk about separation of the border all you want there's another question that needs to follow up with that and then what mm-hmm. okay let's say let's say we all agree that the kids should not be separated from parents at the border and, and then-, then what Exactly right. So here's, they asked that question, decided to figure out, and then what? What do the American people believe? Remember, this is painted as a uniform policy. Everyone thinks Trump is is the worst person in human history because of what he's doing to kids on the border. Here is uh, the actual answer. Now again, only 4% say they want to separate kids from parents at the border. They want that to be and then what? And then what is continue that policy. Okay? Only 4%. So... You can see it being painted as a uniform public. However, how does that break down beyond that? 11% say they want to arrest the parents but keep the children with them in the same detention facility. So detain them together. 4% say separate them. 11% say detain them together. 21% say catch and release. You catch, this has been the policy for Obama. You release the entire family into the U.S. temporarily and require that they report back to a hearing later. We know about 40% of those people never return. This
0: is the 21% that the media is playing to. Yes. The media believes catch and release. That is their solution. Just release everybody. That was the Obama policy. That's why they didn't have a problem with any of this, because it was catch and release. Mm -hmm. Huh. Now... Wait a minute, only 21% agree with that. So,
1: what's left? There's a big chunk. It's a chunk bigger than, more than double any of the other chunks. And here it is. What do the American people want to do after we stop these separations? Quote, release the entire family back to their home country together. That's what the American people want. It's not that they want; they don't want to hurt families and separate them and all that stuff. They just don't want them illegally crossing the border. Push them back to the other side. They can all go together. That's what the American people want by an incredible margin. Now, the issue, the problem with that is it's not currently legal for them to do that. They have to actually process that claim through the system, which unfortunately only exists with really two of these other options, which is separate and catch and release. The detained together option is a third option that Trump is kind of half trying to create with this executive order, but still is, is not going to probably hold up in court. And at, even if it does, it's only 20 days at this point, um, so which at the end of the 20 days turns into catch and release. So, The issue here is the thing that we believe is right, which is return people to their home country, is the thing that is not even available to do as an option right now. One of the reasons why, I don't know, maybe Congress should act instead of making the president do executive orders instead of having us all go back to a policy that a very small slice of America actually supports. Catch and release. This is what what we're told is it's overwhelmingly positive. It's the thing that everyone wants. All he has to do, he doesn't need an executive order. He doesn't need a law. All he has to do is call Jeff Sessions and tell them, go back to the old policy. That's the old policy. 21% of Americans support it. 21 That is completely the opposite of everything we've been told throughout this entire process. So it's not, and we're getting into, um,
0: because that's something I'm going to talk about um, here in just a few minutes, uh, is is that very poll in my response to Brian uh, Stelter and and CNN uh, and reliable sources. I'm going to spend very little time talking about me. Uh, that that and why I walked off yesterday. Um, uh, I am going to try to present the things that I tried to present to Brian yesterday that he just didn't seem to understand, and then was proving my point every step of the way. Here is the media. They they are in the twenty one percent catch and release. Just go back to that old policy. Then on top of it. They are fighting this unlike they've ever fought any of it before. And they're coming up with all kinds of excuses, and most of them are bullcrap, of why this time it's different. Now, the only reason why this is different is because catch and release is stopping 21%. So it's not only that they're getting the story wrong it's not only that they don't understand what the American people feel about them and how slanted they always are. They also don't understand that America doesn't want the option that they are selling. 21% of America wants that option. And what they're doing is trying to paint the, the remaining 79% as the 4%. The 4% that says, yeah, I say lock them up, and keep them. Well, no, that's not who people are. That's 4%
1: of the nation. Four. It's true. It's true. I mean, and look at this. When you look at it this way, there are four options here, three of which are versions of Trump's policy, right? It's separation, which they're all saying is Trump's policy. It's his executive order trying to correct it. And it's his long-term policy. Return them back to the country. If you add up the Trump options, these are all three versions of Trump policies. It's 63 to 21. 63% agree with Trump. 21% agree with the media. Now, look, people want a border with laws. They want a, 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 a country that supports the rule of law. That doesn't mean that they hate people, that they want to toss them back to their country because they don't like the, the, the color of their skin. Right. They want something logical, a logical process to make sure that people respect the law.
0: And if you can make a logical cogent case, you can do it. But the only ones you can make that cogent case to are the people who are already in that 21 percent. You're making the case that because, see, it's not unconnected from your credibility and also the push for socialism. You cannot have a country that is collapsing economically because it's spending too much. Then push for free health care, universal health care, single payer, free education for all. Plus, anybody who comes across the border gets it, too. You, You can't have both. You can't have socialism and open borders. And the problem is, the media doesn't understand, most of America doesn't want either of those things, let alone both. Homeowners are making gains in their investment. Most people, the biggest investment of your life is your home. Now, that is uh, good at times like this. You're seeing home equity increase 13.3% since first quarter of last year. Now, this, is according to the latest home equity analysis from CoreLogic. So what does it mean? Well, if you're a homeowner, your investment is is really making you good money right now. Money that can be used to pay off debt, maybe fund some home improvements or help pay off your kids' high interest tuition. And if you're not a homeowner, it's another reason why now might be the time to invest in your home. Get started by calling the salary-based mortgage consultants at American Financing. Call American Financing now at 800-906-2440. That's eight hundred nine zero six twenty four forty or online at AmericanFinancing.net. dot net that's AmericanFinancing.net. dot net American financing corporation nMLS one eight two three three four www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. welcome to the uh, program so glad that you're
1: here it's even uh scrolling some notes there um, in the ch- chosen uh, radio preparation format of orange highlighter mm-hmm. um, orange is this, and, and black highlighter yeah. is this, it,
0: is, this is what I is this it, is actually what I had taped to the camera lens yesterday when I was going to talk to Brian uh, Stelter and uh, we never got to any of these
1: Any you yeah, the, to these. those seem like points about the, the border yeah. and, and how it's yeah being, and how to
0: you know if you want to you want to fix it here's how you can fix it you know you want to bring us together mm-hmm. here's how we can do that but we didn't uh
1: didn't get didn't get, there. And
0: get didn't get
1: there didn't. it's a little fr- there's it's it's a tad frustrating Mm-hmm. it's a, a tad frustrating
0: yeah just a tad mm-hmm. enough to get me to walk off uh <laughs> in the middle of a live in interview. the middle of a live <laughs> interview which i don't think i've ever done before and i, I hope so to never again but uh i just couldn't take it my head was going to implode uh we my response to cnn next Glenn Beck.
2: It's Monday, June 25th. This is the Glenn Beck program.
0: So yesterday, uh, I was foolish enough to uh, to agree to go on uh, CNN and uh, Brian uh, Stelter's Rel- reliable sources. I read um, his um, uh, his you know newsletter. Uh, Usually uh, before I go to bed and I have seen the increasing, um, I think, Trump derangement syndrome uh, in that newsletter. And I say this as a guy who uh, actually. It's fading respects uh, Brian Stelter, and I know he has just taken this as a badge of, of honor and glory that I would say it this way. Uh, But I really thought Brian uh, might be a guy that would actually be interested in what is going on. What I was asked to do was to speak about the border of uh, 2014 and also why uh, the press cannot reach the Donald Trump voter. I was foolish enough to think that they actually wanted uh, a reason and they wanted a logical explanation and, and to help them understand but the media doesn't get it, and I don't believe they, they ever will. I, I don't believe that there is any actual desire to do anything other than to prove that they are right. And I understand this. I've lived that life before. Um, it is, it's a life that is uh, not going to end well. It's just not going to end well for you. Um, they live in this bubble where um, they don't have to take time to consider other people's point of view, because you know, in the hallways I've worked at CNN in the hallways, everybody thinks alike. I mean, there might be some subtle differences, but pretty much everybody is on the same page. They are right in this particular case and Trump or the Trump voter is wrong. And all they want to do is prove that they are virtuous and they are right. So, they're not going to uh they're not going to change their ways, and we should stop looking for it. I am going to stop engaging with them on this because uh there's no interest if if there if there were if there were interest, uh, I would suggest that maybe um, they reach out and have a honest conversation. The average person says about Donald Trump, the average person. I don't necessarily like everything that he is doing. I don't like necessarily his personal behavior. I don't like his attacks on decency. I just don't, I don't like all that. And I wish he would stop that. I wish he would stop and put his Twitter away. I really do. I think that's what the average person says, but they also say it's the economy, stupid. It's the economy, stupid. For the first time, somebody is actually is somebody is paying attention to what I am afraid of. And what I am afraid of is this economy is going to collapse because we are moving in a direction that makes absolutely no sense where everything is being ruled from government. So he is cutting taxes. I think he could have done more, but he did. He cut taxes. He cut taxes. Should he have cut spending? Yes, he should have. But he cut taxes. People felt that. He's cutting regulations. People are feeling that. What have you done lately, media? What have you done? He has chosen Israel over Hamas. And I know that's not popular, especially anyone who works anywhere near Christian Anambur. But the American people will pick Israel over Hamas and her allies At any day of the week, at any time of the day. The American people have also baked all of this in. Donald Trump has been a surprise to people like me. He has actually done some things that I never, ever thought that he would do. I thought he would be the typical New York liberal like most people in the media. As it turns out, no. Look at his stance on Israel, look at his stance on taxes. Uh, We have we have baked in the things before people even elected him. Come on. Rafael Cruz also helped kill JFK. Come on. Now, I found that really offensive and something that the future president of the United States shouldn't believe. I don't even think he believed it. So should he have said it? No. Did he? Yes. Did the American people see that and roll their eyes and go stop it? He's just saying this just to whatever the reason is. But they've baked all of that in. They've even baked Stormy Daniels in. They don't care. They don't care. Just like you baked in the same trait from Bill Clinton and you didn't care. Oh, I know. But you said it was such. Yeah, I know. I know. It's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy how everybody is flipping sides depending on who it hurts. See, that's the hypocrisy thing. And we can continue to charge hypocrisy back and forth all day long, but it's not going to change anything because nobody is willing to stop and say, wait a minute, is that true about me? Is that true? You don't actually want to know. That's what the premise was. Hey, we can't get this. We can't get people to listen to us. Well, have you stopped and said, is any of the stuff that they say about you, is that true? True. Well, let me give you a couple of examples. Do you think that if if somebody would have come out on the Republican side and said the things that Maxine Waters said, you would be treating it the same way that you're treating it today? Yes, I know you're covering it and it's cute little coverage. And perhaps it's even the kind of level of coverage that it deserves. But is it the same amount of coverage that you would have given it had it been somebody in the GOP that said the very same thing? Remember the weeks of oh, America we're just telling you like it is. I mean, you can't just throw around phrases like targeting a district. It's dangerous. You can't just say, well, Glenn Beck is a conspiracy theorist for for debunking the FEMA camps, by the way, for for even talking about FEMA camps. You can't do that. And then have people on saying that this is a concentration camp. Where's the ADL on that one? You see, this is the frustration that you want to dismiss, but half of the population cannot get past it. Just like so many on your side cannot get past me. But I've at least taken the step. That's up to you. I've at least taken the step and said, wow, I've learned an awful lot. I see what I did. I see what I said. I see how you understood it. You may not buy my explanation of why I felt this way but you cannot tell me that what Don Lemon did is any different than what I did when Don Lemon said, you know, I think he's a racist. What Don was feeling was this sense of something's not quite right. And what Don was feeling was not racism. It might be manifested in racism, uh, you know, by people who are like in the Nazi party. But that's not what Donald Trump or his supporters are actually feeling. What they're feeling is the loss of their heritage, the loss of something that and you can say, well, what heritage, the white heritage? Yes, you know, the one that all of the professors are now teaching everyone that they should destroy, stand up against and has no value. They're feeling the sense of that loss, and it has nothing to do with race. It has everything to do with multiculturalism. But Don expressed it as he's a racist. I don't think that's actually, he may think that's what he meant. Just like when I said, I think President Obama is a racist, and immediately said, well, no way, that's not quite the right word, but he has a, a hatred for the white culture. Wait a minute. I wasn't actually seeing racism. What I was seeing was this postmodernist bullcrap that is now being shoved down everybody's throat in universities, where they're saying that it is the evil white Western culture that is the cause of all problems. You could call it racist, or you could just call it postmodernist bullcrap, but that's what I was sensing. I believe that it is the loss of that that Donald Trump represents to people that made Lemon say he's a racist. Now, how is he a hero and I'm a villain? Other than it was your guy. You see, this is what you're missing. This is what you're missing. How can the, the Democratic socialists shut down several facilities for ICE shut them down can you imagine had a tea party surrounded a government agency and violently shut it down can you imagine if a government official were hurt were hurt protecting an old woman at a government facility when a mob attacked can you imagine the weeks you would have spent on that because I can So can half of America because we saw you do it when we didn't do those things. When you when when Nancy Pelosi locked arms and intentionally tried to antagonize and provoke a crowd that was against universal health care, when she locked arms and intentionally went into that crowd hoping for something to happen and it didn't, you treated it like it did. Now, let me get to the, the border. <laughs> we agree on almost everything. But you don't see it that way. First of all, I can't take things like this. Play the clip from yesterday in Brian Stelter.
3: I
1: remember you going to the border in 2014. Obama's there this policy kind of, might is have been there ugly. This it's kind a lot worse coverage? now.
0: Was there was there not. this there kind weren't of as coverage when you had there weren't
3: as many kids course. in
0: jail oh stop it stop, stop what
3: stop there it. were not as many stop kids it. It. in jail
0: you're telling me so it's the number so what's the number brian that we care about putting kids in cages what's the number that we start caring about when we're separating we care we more there are the more we care what's mm. the number okay so we care the more they are okay well let me just give you brian the newsweek headline Obama held more than double the number of children than the Trump White House. So you should care twice as much in your time machine. Twice as many kids are in jail under Obama. Now, if you can't get that fact right, how is anyone else supposed to have that fact right? If the press itself And the journalist that is trying to hold people's feet to the fire, if you can't get it right, how's the average American supposed to? And whatever happened to the idea, if it just saves one child's life, because that's the thing we always get, you know, especially with guns, if it just saves one child. And by the way, speaking of guns, you know, since uh, 2012, 2013, since then, There's been the average of 6.8 people killed in school shootings. 6.8 every year. People killed by members of MS-13? 29.5. Where's your MS-13 town hall? Oh, that's right. They're not really a problem, and we shouldn't even pay attention to MS-13 people coming across the border. That's right. It's all about the numbers, though, right? Even though that's four times the size of the school shootings. Here's the thing. The American people don't trust you. They haven't trusted you for a very long time. And you are still so arrogant because you're surrounded by like-minded people. And you're all in a giant feedback loop. Quite honestly, it's a little like living in Texas. I've become a little lazier living in Texas. Because there's so many people that think like I do. You're not challenged. Hey, Brian, why don't you come on down here, work here? Why don't you get CNN to start moving out in the rest of the country and see how they push you back? They'll do it kindly, not the way, well, the way that Maxine Waters is suggesting or the way my family was treated when we lived in New York. 48% of the American people believe that these kids should, should be released with their family back to their homeland. 48%. Only 21% believe that you believe. Same thing you believe, and I know you're going to say, I, who says what I believe? Uh-huh, yeah, stop. Stop. Only 21% believe that it should just be open borders and we should just let everybody go. The majority of us, however, all but four percent agree, including the president and the first lady whom you treated horribly last week as a media. Only four percent say that they should be held away from their parents. So why are we arguing? We're arguing for the same reasons you don't want to have a private conversation. When I've suggested to not only you, but almost every member of the press, you really want to understand, please don't make the same mistakes I made. I understand it. I've lived it. I see it. And I understand the right and I understand why you're pissing them off. And if you really want to actually understand so you can help the country, not further divide it. We should have a talk, but nobody's interested in that because a private conversation has no ratings, no clicks, no outrage. There's no left or right box. You actually have to be interested in seeking knowledge. And by the way, I guess the only thing left that you and the Washington Post, strangely exposing you as somebody was waiting, just lying in wait with your, what did they call it? Sly grin. What a bizarre thing to print. But that's, of course, the Washington Post. But there are actual solutions. We'll get to those. But I do want to address quickly why I just thought that it was ridiculous to ask me a question that was only written by one person who has claimed my company has been dying for about four years now. Um, When let me just give you the headlines. CNN laid off 50 people in February. Then the next one, also 50 people in 2016. Turner lays off 30 in February. Time Inc. lays off 1,200 starting in March. Boston Herald, 70 people this year. Sean Puffy Combs, Revolt Media, lays off one-third of its staff in May. Univision, facing catastrophic cuts, 170 laid off. Vogue, third round of layoffs in three years. Vice lays off about 80 people since December. After years of devastating layoffs, 30 or more... I could go on. I've got page after page. The point is, it's not a story. It's not a story. It's called doing b- business in the media today. Let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It's... Um it's Palm Beach, the Palm Beach letter with Tika Tawari, uh, his crypto course. 97% of our listeners have given his cryptocurrency course a four or five star rating. Some of the comments, lessons are easy to understand, straight to the point, really helps me understand how to go about investing in cryptocurrencies as well as blockchain technology. Thanks for the good work. Well done. Blockchain technology is a very big part of cryptocurrency, and it is really, really important that you understand that because block currency is going to be a part of our everyday life beyond currency. I believe it's going to be the way we communicate with each other and keep our conversations uh, safe from from hackers. If you are looking for information, if you're looking to learn and expand your mind on what the future looks like, take the Smart Crypto course at smartcryptocourse.com. That's smartcryptocourse.com or call 877 PBL back. That's 877 PBL back or smartcryptocourse.com. So I want to talk a little bit about what we should be talking what we should be talking about is, um, A, we agree. We agree on the border. Most of us agree. So now what do we do about it? And there's a, there's been three options that have been provided. One, detain the children with the parents. Two, detain the parents but release the children. Or three, release all of them. That's no, no, that's no. Those are not our three options. This is there are other options and the other options are very clear and very easy now they do require a rule of law but we used to be a rule of law kind of nation what do you say we return to that i'll explain when we come back
2: You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program.
0: The Dow is down another 391 points today. California wildfires have begun. They are evacuating thousands in uh, California once again. We pray for all those in uh, California. Um, We were talking a a minute ago about um, the three things that we're, by the way, welcome to Pat Gray from Pat Gray Unleashed uh, is joining us. They're talking about three different uh, possibilities that we have. We can detain the children at the border with their parents. Well, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals have already said that that was unconstitutional. Um, So you can't do that. And we don't do that. If you break the law, we don't take your kids and put them in jail with you. Kids would be in danger in the lockup. It causes all kinds of different problems. Second option is detain the parents, but release the children. Well, that's one reason uh, why we're into this situation in the first place. Again, because that goes into human trafficking. The drug cartels know this. The Obama administration knew this. Fifteen-year-olds were being held because they were actually trafficking kids. Because they knew if they brought them across the border, the drug cartels knew that they would be released and... They would arrive at their destination ready to be at the, you know, a a willing slave, uh, either at the sex shops or the egg farms, believe it or not. Uh, So that one doesn't work either. The third one is release. Oh, we could just release everybody. Well, that would be an open border. Why even catch them if you're just going to release them? That's an open border that has all kinds of problems as well. So why don't we talk about a real solution that's really easy we catch everybody we hold you as a family but we need to hold you as a family if you ha- give us the information if you have proof that these are your children otherwise you are going to have to provide a dna sample because we can't just we can't just assume these are your children we wouldn't do that at an airport when you're crossing a border we don't just say oh you're getting on a fl- plane to go over to europe Oh, okay, that's your kid? No ID necessary. We don't do that. We would never expect that. We would all rise up in arms if anybody started to do that with our children. So we don't do that. So what do we do? Well, we hire more judges. Kind of like that old show, Night Court. We get a magician to sit on the court. And we get about 400 of them and they're all across the border. And when you come across the border day or night, you go to court, you make your case. If the court feels that, A, these are your children, B, you do have a reason for asylum, then we can delay it and say, OK, you live over in this shelter while we look for real asylum. You, you will have a case that is heard in the next 24, 21 days. If not, you go back home immediately. We don't hold you. You go to court. We hear your case. We turn you around. And then we also tell all of the nations, if you are needing American refugee status, go to your local consulate Mm -hmm. because that's the way it works. Mm -hmm. Don't make a dangerous trip. Go to your consulate. Amen. End of story. Let's move on. It drives me nuts
2: that there is no personal responsibility on the part of the people bringing their kids here when they know this is a distinct possibility. This is going to happen to you, that you could be separated from your children. Is there no responsibility on the part of the parents? None? I, I, I just can't accept that. I just can't accept that personal responsibility, the parents of these children Carry no responsibility for their welfare and what they're doing See, here. That is, breaking into our country.
0: This is why the the nation is at each other's throats, because um, one side is talking all justice and one side is talking all mercy. Except we're not. I I no I think no 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 no, no, well. no. Hold on just a second. No, I'm just <clears> saying the two sides that are being heard. Yes, I that's think true. There is a. I think there's true. a majority of people who are like look, guys, we don't want to do that, but we also don't want to do that. Yeah. So we have to balance justice and mercy. We have to know what's on the border, but we also have to be merciful to people, but we're not so merciful that we're blind, that they have no personal responsibility, and mm-hmm. that we're just going to accept whatever they say. You can't.
2: You can't. It's, it's, it's national suicide if we do. Uh, it just can't be done.
1: Do you think there's an element here? If Because I agree with the general... Prosecution idea, right? Someone crosses the border illegally, they should be prosecuted, not just released into the country. Hey, show up in a hearing that we know you're not going to make. Right? right? That's a silly, silly way of handling it. Mm-hmm. Would this have worked better, however, in a similar way to the um, the Supreme Court case is going to be, you know, announced and and decided very soon here when it comes to the um, uh, the travel ban? If you if they would have had a process in which they maybe led this. With a month or two of high publicity in for going, I'm saying going on Guatemalan television every week. I agree, and saying, by mm-hmm. the way, starting this date, there is going to be no more of this nonsense. Every one of you will be prosecuted. If you come with your kid, you will be separated from your kid. And that should have been a big deal all across the country with a big buildup, with mm-hmm. a buildup of judges, with a buildup of facilities, knowing this would happen. Instead, yes. it was a, it was a policy change made kind of behind the scenes. Then when it started happening, thousands built up before the American public really knew about it. All the pictures came out and it gave an emotional reaction. And
2: nobody cared about this at all before
1: Trump. No, field. nobody. Nobody. nobody, nobody, nobody that's A not cares. true. Rats, we butt. covered it.
2: No, that's oh, not yeah. true. CNN
0: Thank told you, me Brian. yesterday we covered it. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Well,
1: you understand, Glenn, the more kids in jail, the more they care. <laughs> no, as uh, <laughs> again,
0: as Newsweek uh, verified, Twice. double, double the amount of kids under Obama. I so,
2: How hmm. do you get these disparate stories from different differing media sources from some media sources it's only a sprinkling under Obama. It happened, but only
1: yeah. a couple of times. Yeah. Right. Nothing to
2: really worry about. And then Newsweek comes out with it happened double the amount of times.
1: Yeah, we should point out that's not even really fair. That number double the double double is it happened twenty five thousand uh, kids were in jail under the uh, Obama administration. It's about twelve thousand under Trump. That's where the double comes from. Mm-hmm. But in reality, what we're talking mm-hmm. about here is the two, is only two thousand of the twelve thousand. Like there was ten thousand in, in prison, some of them are in jail, uh, some of them from before, uh, but it was it was a ten thousand number coming into this policy change, and went from ten to twelve thousand. That's what everyone's freaking out about is ten to twelve thousand, that difference of two thousand. But Obama had twenty five thousand, right? Like, and, I mean, in reality, it's almost twelve times as much if you want to look at it that way. And and one of the one of the uh,
2: reasons that anybody's even talking about this is because for the first time. We're checking up on the kids. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. trying to find out what happened to them. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: wh- oh, where yeah, are yeah. they? Yeah, now we're gonna now we're gonna start into we can't find them. What a surprise! I know. What illegal a surprise.
2: families? Do you with remember illegal babies? Do you that remember want to be found?
0: Remember huh? when we were there and we were talking to border agents who could not talk to us on the air because they were afraid they were going to get fired by the administration. Um, and they talked to us and they said, Glenn, we're just putting these kids on buses. Do you mm-hmm. remember this? Yeah. We're just giving them a bus ticket. And that was what, 2014? Yes. Yeah. They were just giving them a bus ticket and uh-huh. saying, you go to Baltimore. Yeah.
2: Or wherever right. your distant relative lives. Wherever that Miami is. Miami. Yeah. Sending them
0: across the country. That's insane. <laughs> that's yeah. insane. And now they're going to make a big deal out of do you realize that we have lost? Yeah, do you realize that we were telling you in 2014 that they're just giving kids bus tickets? I'm supposed to be in Baltimore. Okay, here's your bus ticket. Good luck, kid. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Do you know how many kids have been? I, I, I don't even want to imagine the number of kids that have been trafficked. Because of this policy. See, this is why a rule of law matters. Everything that everybody is talking about now is just a band aid. It's fixed if you fix the border. The most humane thing you can do is shut the border down and make the door wider for legal immigration. So you say, oh, you want to come here, you want to work, okay. Let's find out about you. Okay, good. Come on in and work. Yeah. That's the most compassionate thing because it allows people to not live in the shadows. And
2: if Democrats were honest,
0: that they would agree to that. And of we course.
2: would sit down and have that discussion. They used to always agree with that. Uh, yeah, always. And, it, of course, we want the border uh, secured. And, of course, we want a humane policy. And we want to allow legal immigrants to come into the country. The thing is, we already allow a million a year legally, by far the most in human history. No country has ever allowed one million people to immigrate in a year uh, legally. So I guess what we should do is sit down and discuss what is the what is the
0: limit? Is there a limit? What should that number be? If if we shut these down are the, the kind of conversations I would like to yeah. have, but these are not the conversations that anybody in the media wants they won't. to have. They won't. No, because because what they're because doing they should is should just be open to right, the media. They won't. They don't want to cover the 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 thing that people would watch or listen to more than anything else. I think are these deeper conversations based on that without the politicians and the media spin, mm-hmm. just people who were really seeking. If we were going to redesign this, how would we redesign it? If we were really going to do it, how would we do it? And here's the complex. That's an honest question. It is. Nobody wants to ask. Nobody wants to ask an honest question.
1: Well, because we all know that this has absolutely nothing to do with the children for almost everybody talking about it. It has to do with being able to score points against Trump or for Trump. That's really I mean, I mean, you know, for everyone, it beats up on Donald Trump for having too big of an ego. Why wouldn't he? Everyone obsesses about everything he does. Mm-hmm. Of course, he has. I would have a big ego too if people cared about me that much. It, it throws everyone into into a point where they abandon everything they've done in their entire lives. They all go on television and lie about it constantly. They, they, we have elected officials advocating for harassing women in restaurants because of this guy. I, I would have a huge ego myself. Mm. I mean, everyone care. It seems to be the only thing anyone on television cares about.
2: It is. It's certainly the only thing CNN
1: cares about. Yeah. The
2: only
0: thing they ever talk about is Donald Trump.
1: And he's one well, man. But wait, wait, he's wait, wait, one wait. Wait. Man.
0: wait. So right now, they would be screaming, really? Where were you with Barack Obama? I can easily say, I know. Wasn't that a waste of time?
2: <laughs> <laughs> wasn't that a waste of time we went a year without even trying to mention his name though yeah. We, yeah, we, right. did. Yeah, we, we did, did we recognize did recognize it in ourselves in and ourselves we wanted to stop doing it right we and we had a, a they had won't a,
1: recognize a, it no they won't <laughs> they right, won't we, we had a penalty board every time we said his name it cost charged. me
2: three thousand dollars that year because <laughs> <laughs> i said <laughs> his name
1: <laughs> it really did
0: yeah but they won't recognize that they can't get past it, it, it I I can understand it. It feels as though you have to respond to absolutely everything. Mm-hmm. But by doing that, what you're doing is you are forcing everyone into that camp because they're saying they don't want to listen to conversations with real people that are reasonable because that takes them away from Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And so eventually, people are like, I don't think this guy needs help. This guy's a bully in his own right i don't think he needs our help but i'm actually starting to feel sorry for him because you guys are crazy (laughs) that is a real problem yeah pat thanks so much welcome back what happened to your big long vacation
2: wow wow glenn thanks i came here to talk about my show <laughs> and you're playing this game? Wow. Okay. Oh my God. All right. Have a good
0: day. He's, wow. Oh no, he's, he's walked, walked out. out. He's, he's walked, walked out of
1: the interview. Wow. Oh How God.
0: unprofessional. <laughs> I mean, I think it was a perfectly reasonable question.
1: Find out he'll have his response in about eight minutes. We should just all walk out at the end of our shows in yeah. dramatic fashion, and then have the response start the next show. We'll have an endless cycle of <sighs> news. It would be really good. Well, I like it. Be really good. Here's. Uh, Gold line.
0: The Gold line has a brand new product from the Royal Canadian Mint. They are these. Look at this. I gotta put my glasses on. Uh, so these are. Remember the gold that we did? The gold, the little gold pieces. pieces. Like in a credit
1: card format. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: So this is this is in silver because silver.
1: Uh, it's. We should point out when you buy this, you will not be able to open it. Apparently. Okay. No. So there it is. Okay.
0: So this is like. This is a bunch of silver mm-hmm. in, in ounces. And what you do is you take it uh, and you can break it apart. Oh, my gosh. And now I have, that's a quarter ounce of silver. This, oh, is, wow. this is a full ounce of silver on this one. There's a full ounce. That's There's great. a half ounce. So if things ever go crazy, you have a Canadian... Like if basically they're Canadian coins, except they're all put together and it's a bar, it's a very thin bar of silver. This is fantastic. Um, If you were looking for something that, uh, you know, you could use in case things went absolutely insane. uh, Actually, this is a quarter ounce. Um, I had the ounces wrong, but uh, you can get this now at uh, Goldline and they are great. You keep them, you give them to your kids, you keep them for yourself. Uh, in case things really go nuts all you have to do is go to Goldline and ask them about this each bar legal tender it's called Maple Flex. Um, it's only available from Goldline. it's really great do it now Goldline talk em, talk to them about their unique price shield program etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but this is Maple Flex call them now at 866 goldline 1866 goldline or goldline.com. Welcome to the program. Glad you're here. Uh, tomorrow, I uh, want to talk to you a little bit about what's happening in North Korea. Anti-American posters are now disappearing uh, from all over North Korea. And these were everywhere. The propaganda has been, you know, 60 years in the making. What they believe about America is absolutely amazing. But for some
1: reason, it's all disappearing. That's a good sign. It's a good sign for sure. I mean, it's it's been around forever uh maybe it's this is going to turn into something real i mean there's still a very long road ahead that it does you know to see if it does no, there, but
0: it's no we, we there is no reality anymore Stu. there oh, the nothing is real era? there is no truth oh, okay there, yeah we're in a post-fact era there is no reality it's actually post-modern era oh. would be a better way to describe Ten. it back mercury